episode 62. Welcome back to the Buzz Pod. I'm your host, Nico Blatchman, and we got MJ the GOAT coming on the pod today. I'm fired up. But before we get into him, let's talk about uh, what's going on in the hockey world. So Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic for Pierre-Luc Dubois. That's a huge trade. Um, I don't know who won that trade right now. I don't think we can determine it right now. But I can say that I think Jack Roslevic is going to be a big determining, determining, no, determining factor as to who wins this, as to who won this trade. Um, tough word bounces early in the pod, but we're going to pick it up here. Roslevic is going to be a big part of the trade anyway uh patrick line with john tortorella is going to be a interesting relationship i think it can go two ways really good or really bad i don't think there's going to be an in between there so um i guess we'll just have to wait and see for that but jack roslevic he's got to be fired up he's going to go play for the team that he grew up cheering for in the national hockey league so uh, i can't imagine him having a bad start with columbus blue jackets honestly i'd be extremely shocked so um but pierre luc dubois to winnipeg he's a sick player obviously but 14-day quarantine. I think he's missing like six or seven games. So um, that's a really tough bounce for the Canadian teams. Like they might have to take that into account now when they're trading with teams in the U.S. Like we we might not have this guy for like six, seven games if we trade for him right now. Maybe they're gonna hold off and wait for the schedule to be a bit better. I don't I don't know. But um, I don't even know if it's gonna play a role. And maybe they just don't even give a fuck about waiting 14 days. Um, but um, but but that is a tough bounce for sure. And uh, I want to talk about Alexi Lafreniere because a lot of people have been DMing me uh, and chirping me that he's a bust. Like, you guys are clowns. Alexi Lafreniere is not a bust. He's an unbelievable player, one of the best first overall picks um, in the past couple of years, in my opinion. And he's going to light the NHL up. It's just that when he got into the league, um, his first game, I was shocked. Like, they put him on the third line, I think it was, in second power play. Like, I thought for sure he was going to be playing with Panarin and Zibanejad, and they were going to give him a, a lot of ice time, a lot of opportunity to get puck touches, feel comfortable, gain confidence, maybe get a point or two. Um, but instead, no, he played third line, second peeper, and I think he stayed there. I wasn't able to watch all the rest of the games. I watched the full first one, but then the rest of the games, uh, the NHL has been putting, like, 10 games at 7 p.m. So I'm flipping through channels back and forth. I haven't watched a full game of hockey yet, um, but... So yeah, uh, I haven't really been, been able to keep up. I know he was pointless for a really long time, I think five or six games. And then uh, he just got his, his first goal, um, the OT winner, game winner, clutch moments, clutch players come come clutch and clutch moments. Uh, so yeah, no, I think he's going to start to light it up now. He's looking a bit more comfortable. And uh, yeah, if you think he's a bust, I think you're a clown. And let's take it over to MJ the GOAT. Joining us today is someone you guys probably know as the GOAT. He's mainly known for his time in Chicago, where he led that team to the championship. Current captain at Sacred Heart University out of Cranford, New Jersey, MJ the GOAT, Mark Johnstone. What's up, Nico? How are you doing, my brother? Dude, did you see what I did there with the intro? I tried to make everyone think that you're Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's a bad joke, my bad. Johnstone, I'd have to say your career, when I looked at your elite prospects, because I've been looking at a lot of elite prospects lately, because I have this podcast, obviously. Yours is like the sneakiest elite prospects. Like, I had no idea that you put up so many points everywhere you go. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say so many points. I was just... Uh... Come on, dude. You're you're so <laughs> humble, man. What a good guy. What a good guy. No, but dude, seriously, I'm looking at your EP. I was like, what the fuck? I had no idea that the year that 
that uh that the year after we played together you went bananas dude i mean you guys won the clarky that year but you had like 15 points in 14 playoff games something like that like you went off yeah, I was just fortunate to get some good line mates. And, oh, uh, fuck off, Johnstone. <laughs> just saw like that. I say I was a big goal scorer, but uh, they did most of that for me. I don't know if you remember this, dude, because uh, I feel like you're the kind of guy that just, like, everybody loves on the team, at least, like, from what I remember. But there's this one memory that I have, like, of me and you in the dry locker of uh, Chicago Steel. And it was like, I don't know if I was rattled because I was like 13th forward in the practice or if I was like scratched. And uh, you came up to me and I guess like you probably saw I was like body language or maybe I was even talking about it. And you were like, Blatch, like it took me three years to get into this league, man. Like just be grateful, like something like that. And I just looked back because I wish I would have been more grateful. And I guess like I brought that up because it's leading up to, to this question is, do you think that like looking back, having to wait so long to to play in the top league in the USHL, um, did that like make you kind of more grateful and, and, and allow you to kind of take more advantage of the situation, would you say? Uh, yeah, I would 100% agree with that statement. Um, like you said, like when I first got there, like I was on the fourth line, like I, I wasn't doing much and uh, it was kind of hard, a little bit of an adjustment, but uh I knew, like, everyone has a role, and my role is just to uh, chip pucks in, chip pucks out. You know the role, drop the gloves here and there. So I uh, I just had to embrace that, and uh, just knowing, like, it was just a special opportunity to be there with all those uh, good players. And uh, I just wanted to uh, work hard and show that I belonged. And uh, eventually I got fortunate enough to uh, prove a lot of people wrong. Hell yeah. Uh, for years. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. And your second season in the USHL, I kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, captain, champion. Can you talk a bit about that that experience and, like, the emotions there? Like, I mentioned that it took you, like, three years to get to the U show. You, were, you played your first year in the USHL at 19, right? Yep. Okay, 19 years old. And were you committed when you went to the USHL? Yeah, I committed the, uh, the summer before to Sacred Heart. Right, when you were captain of New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, just a captain guy. But like playing U eighteen, like uh, at such a at such a kind of old age, I guess I'd say because guys that usually play D one don't take that route. Uh, you you got to live at home for like a really long time. Do you realize how like special that is and how uh, how different that is? I guess I'd say. Yeah, I mean, uh, just like my friends on the team. Obviously, I was one of the older guys both my years. So I mean. They were doing high school out there, and I just thought it was nice that uh, I had the opportunity to graduate with my uh, my town friends, and uh, that was just uh, really nice. And it was just nice to be at home, like living under the roof with my parents, just like simple routine. It was just nice, and uh, I honestly wasn't ready to move uh, away from home yet. Like I was kind of a homebody, so it was nice to uh, get that extra time at home. And when you did finally move out to Chicago, like what were what what was the first experience like? Like living with a billet family and just kind of being away from home. You were obviously a bit older, so it's a bit different. But so what was that like? My uh, I I obviously love my billets and uh, the powers. They're they're the best, hundred percent. They're just like family to me. But uh, it started off a little different. Uh, I first moved in 
and uh, I went in the house and I met my bill mom Rachel biggest beauty ever just love her to death but uh, she had to go pick up one of my uh, little bill brothers so she just left and uh, just left me with uh, Blake or no she left me with Heath my little bill brother and the first question he asked me was hey Mark do you like hockey and I was like <laughs> Yeah, I kind of just moved halfway across the country and lived with you. <laughs> I kind of like it. And it even gets better. Like, that happens. And then, like, I meet my little billet sister, Tess. And she eventually, like, she, she loves me the most. She talks to me all the time still. But uh, how we started is I, I met her. At, she was at the top of the stairs. And I was at the bottom. And I go, oh, hey, Tess. Like, how are you? Like, nice to meet you. She looks at me. She goes, I don't want you here, and walks to our room. <laughs> oh, no! I'm sitting there, like, 19 years old. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm about to get kicked out of my build house. I didn't even do anything. I just said, hi. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, it was just hilarious. And now she's like, we hang out all. We hung out all the time, obviously, when I was there. and Still FaceTime and text. So it's just, it's just funny to remind her all the time, like, Remember, like, the first time you met, you hated me? And, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, remember when you caused me, like, mental health problems for two weeks because I thought that I was getting kicked out of my first ever billet house? Yeah, I was just like, yo, like, I don't have any friends on the TV either. Like, who am I going to? I'm done. John, so... You, you just see John Sloan walking around Chicago with a trash bag over his shoulder, just, like, nowhere to go. I don't know anyone here. No, at least there's a Chick-fil-A close. I could stay there. Oh, my God. That's a great one. The, the Do You Like Hockey is underrated just because, like, the billet parents probably sat them down and said, look, this kid's going to play for the Chicago Steel and stuff. So that's, that's a great one that I don't want you here. I mean, you got you to gotta understand, though, like, it is kind of weird for, like, little kids to just have a random guy just come live with you. Uh, I always found that, like, those families, like, you got to give them credit for just taking on a random kid. They have no idea who he is. Oh, 100%. Like, I could go out there and just be a piece of garbage, like, just ruin the house. And, like, they're just opening up to me. Like, fortunately <laughs> enough, like, it worked out. But right off at the beginning, I was I was struggling. <laughs> your, your pits just instantly start sweating oh, at your, when you're at the bottom of the stairs and she says that. You're like, oh, fuck, should I, like, leave my bags at the door? Or, like, what's yeah, going I'm on like, here? Do I finish unpacking? Like, <laughs> my dad didn't leave for Jersey yet. Like, I still go. Oh my god, you call the coach like, hey, I don't know who runs the show here, but the little girl definitely doesn't want me here. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not so sure, but uh, luckily they paid her off, so uh, I was allowed to stay. Wow, that's unreal, but uh, dude, oh, one thing that I actually posted on the BuzzPods Instagram on the story is how nervous were you for that opening pitch at the Sox game? You, so for those who don't know, go watch the video, it's on John Stone's, uh, Instagram, but opening pitch at the White Sox game, you use a hockey stick and, and, and pitch the ball to the guy, perfect pitch into the glove, talk about that. Yeah, actually, I was, I almost missed my opportunity, because uh, me and Johnny Walker drove together, and there was a ton of traffic, and we just didn't account for it, obviously, just being goofballs. But, uh, yeah, I kind of got up there, and uh, right before I went out, Matt Kirsten looks at me and goes, 100 bucks says you put this in the dirt. 
So I'm going out there all worried. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, oh You're like, gosh. not only not only could I possibly be a huge meme right now that goes all over the internet, but yeah. I lose a hundred also if I fuck this up. Yeah, I was just, oh, I was just, like, heart was racing the whole time. <laughs> when you got it, it was almost like winning a second Clarkie. Oh my gosh, I was juiced. It just went right into the club. I was like, oh, thank God, that's over. And what happened uh, after? Like, what Like, what was that whole experience like? You just got to watch the game? and Yeah, we, uh, like, uh, there was, like, 17 or 18 of us that came back for it. And uh, we just got our own little section out in the outfield. It was nice because uh, the team had training camp for the next year. So it was nice to see all them, some of the older guys that were coming back from our, our championship team. So it was good to get everyone together and, like, kind of even show the uh, New Steel guys the way. It was just nice to all uh, be together. Yeah, that's unreal. I remember when they posted that picture of you with the Clarkie and they're like, Captain Steel. I was like, oh, I fucking know that guy. Yeah, um, but t- talk about Sacred Heart. So, like, you mentioned you committed there uh, before. Um, you don't have to answer yes or no, but I'm assuming you got a lot more offers while you were playing, but you, you stayed true to your, uh, to your commitment to Sacred Heart. And uh, can you talk about, like, your first impressions – uh, of the campus and just like the school because uh, I know when you guys get to school you guys get a little time to just kind of be at school enjoy the the atmosphere and then and then hockey gets going yeah um it was actually a really nice transition for me I uh came in knowing uh Marcel Godbout was going to be my roommate obviously as one of my teammates in Chicago beauty and uh, I also came in with a good buddy from home Jordan Kaplan so uh I just felt right at home right away. Uh, I knew Austin McElmurray coming in. I knew Luco. I knew Ruslan. So, I mean, there's a bunch of familiar faces. So, it's a much easier transition than it would be for most. But uh, just got to say, like, the campus has been growing ever since we got here. It's looking really nice. Uh, can't argue with the uh, guys-to-girl ratio either. We're kind of outnumbered, which... Uh, can't complain. Everybody. Can't complain. Yeah, definitely can't complain on that that uh that point. But uh, yeah, I just love the campus. I mean, the good coaching staff. Uh, building a rank on campus, which is pretty huge for the program. But uh, playing at Webster is also nice, especially after uh, packing it for the CTIs last year. That was really nice. Oh wow! You guys get you guys packed the house. Yeah, we had uh, we had a tournament for uh, all the Connecticut schools, and uh, we ended up winning it. But uh, we had a good turnout for that game, and uh, it really lifted up the boys. Beautiful, beautiful. How's Ruslan doing with the penalty minutes? I know he's probably fucking running those numbers up. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to end up at, like, top three in penalty minutes at Sacred Art History. So, I mean, <laughs> he did his thing. Oh, my God. And Max, just a beauty. You guys have a beauty team, actually. I just, I didn't even notice you guys had you, Marcel, Ruslan, Mac. Just, like, a good group of guys over there. Yeah, I know. It's been, it's just been good. Everyone's a good guy. Everyone works hard, does their thing on and off the ice. And uh, keep it interesting uh, on the weekend. So, it's you, all good over here. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds incredible, man. College, NCAA, wow. Uh, dude, you mentioned, uh, easy transition. Fuck, you think? 30 points in 39 games as a freshman? How are you? Easy enough, I think. 
Dude, like, was that just, like, a joke for you? Were you like, is college hockey this easy? Like, is this a fucking joke? Uh, no, but seriously, were you expecting that? And, 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 or, like, bro, like, what? Were you expecting that? Um, I wouldn't say I was expecting it. I, I thought, uh, obviously, coming from the USHL to uh, Sacred Heart, I'd be put in a more offensive role than I was in Chicago. Obviously, like, you know. Yeah. Six junior fights. I mean, it's whatever. Not a big deal. Six junior guys, basically the heavyweight of the USHL is six. That's like the most ever in that league by one person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, someone had to do it. Oh. And, uh, those those Minnesota boys couldn't handle themselves, you know? <laughs> so, uh, oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was just uh, a little different. Uh, just got a lot more chances to play offense. And like I said before, like I got put with some good live mates, Vito Bavaro and Zach Sakos, Austin. I played with him as well yeah. uh, during that freshman year. So, I mean, they just made it easy. They're really talkative, and that's just a big thing on the ice. Like, the game happens so fast. When they tell you what to do, it just makes it that much easier. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, actually, before we get into the rest of your career, I got to get into your Halloween costumes. Because I was looking at your Instagram page, and you have the absolute best Halloween costumes. First of all, the Chubbs one was a 10 out of 10. You looked incredible. And the Incredibles one, I looked at it, and then I read the caption. I was like, oh, my God. If you would have had the freeze suit, dude, you like, like how, why couldn't you get your hands on a freeze suit? Why was it only Incredibles? I know, Frozone, we, uh, we kind of put that together like last minute, and uh, oh. there, there was no there was no onesies, and the only thing, there was like a really crappy one, and it just wouldn't have done me any justice. Yeah, no, you got you can't you can't have like the shitty, you gotta either, either do it right, or just like you can't do that one, save it for next year. Yeah, I know, we gotta... Maybe next year I'll, I'll pull it out. Yeah, the freeze. That would be... I'd, I'd even chip in for the costume. Like, I would love to see that. But the Chubbs was amazing. Who's Was that your idea? Uh, that was actually my friend uh, in the picture, Colin Bernard's idea. Because he played... He played uh, fuck, Billy Matt. Fuck, what's his name? He was uh, Happy. Happy, Boy. Happy. What am I talking yeah. about, man? What am I doing? Really massive, great. But abs. but where'd you get the fake hand? Because you were you had a fake hand, right? It wasn't a fake hand. It was just my hand. It just looks really weird. <laughs> you're you're like holding it. You're like holding it like a fake hand. <laughs> I know. Everyone everyone's like, oh, the tiny hand was a great addition. You I'm glazed like, it. It looks like you glazed it. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, I had to get that lotion. You know, <laughs> from their skin. Come on. That's inc- that's incredible, man. I am so looking forward. Next Halloween, like I'm gonna be staring at your Instagram page, just reloading until it pops up. But uh, no, you're... I was disappointed about this year, like with all this going on, just no Halloween, anything. So a little disappointed. Got to uh, step up my game next year. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure everyone's gonna be checking in now. Everyone's gonna you're gonna add a couple likes to your to your Halloween costumes, but. Uh, is the sophomore slump real? I've had guys come on the pod and say the sophomore slump is real. Um, I've had some guys come on the pod and say it's not. Uh, your worst season so far, which is actually a great season, 22 points in I think 36 games in college hockey, uh, was your sophomore season. 
then it was followed by 27 points, and now you got three and four games. How are you? Um, so can you talk about that? Like, uh, is there actually a sophomore slump, or, or what? What played into that? Uh, I would just like I would just say uh, everyone knows. Uh, like freshman year, you come out and you have a good year. People don't really know about you. People don't really expect anything out of you. So like, you kind of jump up on people, catch them by surprise, get a few early goals, get a few points here and there. But uh, the second year is definitely uh, a bit of an adjustment. And uh, it did take me a little while to get back into it. I, uh, I started to play a little center. I moved back to the wing. But uh, I will say it was definitely tough with uh, the new matchups. Obviously, you're still playing against bigger, stronger guys. But uh, you're getting the uh, top defensive pair of matchups. And they know what, what your tendencies are. They know if you're going to take it hard to the net or you're going to try to pull up and shoot. So I or if you're going to dump it in and absolutely crush them. Oh, absolutely. They, they know what's coming. They got the scouting report. So it's just uh, you still got to just make more adjustments and keep adding to your game the whole time. And uh, it's just tough at the beginning. No, yeah, I hear you. So, and it makes more sense, actually. I never even thought about that sophomore slump. Like, the guys got video on you now. So they can obviously... Uh, I like prepare for you better so that actually would make a lot of sense and play a role in the sophomore slump but uh, I mentioned you have three points in four games how's the season been going uh, for you right now and and how pumped are you to be playing uh, even though there's all this fucking stuff going on yeah I mean we've had a pretty up and down start to our season we're only six games in I think we're like two two and two or something like that but uh it's just been tough. Uh, we had a few COVID cases, and uh, we've been shut down here and there for weeks at a time. So, I mean, it's just going to be nice here to get a little normalcy in our schedule, and hopefully we'll get rolling from there. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, but so, you guys are one of the few leagues that are fortunate enough to, to actually be playing, you know what I mean, in terms of, like, I mean, fucking shit ton of guys just sitting at home like the sheriff uh, over here. But uh, you guys are, are getting to practice every day. Like, are you feeling – do you guys – do you feel like you're, like, in season? Or is it kind of like – are you are, are you very – is it very noticeable that, like, it's not a regular season to you? Um, it's noticeable in the fact that, like, people have had to sit out of practice just because, like, contact tracing with the whole COVID thing. And yeah. uh, playing the weight game, and then there are cases on both teams. So, like, that will shut you down, and then you'll have practices with 12 guys. So, obviously, it's just a different year, but uh, you just got to make the most of it and just work through. I mean, my class, we're seniors this year, so we don't know what really holds for next year. But it's just uh, you got to make the most of what you can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Um, one one quick question, last question that I have for you is, if you can remember any uh, great junior hockey story or or even like a sacred heart story, something with like, something that's tellable on the pod, obviously, someone forgetting their skates, someone, um, I don't know, something on the bus or, or, or something in the locker room. I don't know if you could think of anything on the spot right now. Um, there's one uh, shin guard story. We uh, had a game at, uh, at Quinnipiac, and uh, we were playing Air Force or something. It was just like a makeup game. Yeah. And we all get there, and we're just chilling in the locker room. And my line mate comes up to me and goes, yo, call your roommate. And I was like, what? What do you mean call him? Like, I'm trying to get ready for the game. 
He was like, I don't, I don't have shin guards, and I, I, I don't want to tell anyone. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean you don't have shin guards? Yeah, I left them in my stall. So we, we're like, we're still like a good 30, 40 minutes away. Like we got, we have no chance. So like, he calls up my roommate. He has to, he has to drive from home, drive home, get his shin guards, and drive all the way back. It was just bizarre. How far? It was 40 minutes to Quinnipiac. So we had 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back with his kid shin guards just before the game. And he ended up playing and he ended up scoring. So, like, it was worth it. Oh, but my God. Of course. That play. always happens, dude. Always happens. I think I, I could be completely wrong, but something similar might have happened with when we were playing together in Chicago with uh, Tanner Lazinski. Something like that happened where he forgot something. I could be completely wrong right now and just made that up. And it was another team, but I think it was that team. But fuck, I those mean, are always was, hilarious. If it was Tanner, I'm gonna say he probably scored that game. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I, 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 I'd say that's a fair guess. I'd say that's a fair guess. Well, MJ the Goat, thanks so much for coming on, bro. I really appreciate you, bro. Yo, anytime, Nico. You know. You're the man. You're the man. And your sneaky EP is just gonna get sneakier. I see that. I see your stock rising every day, and I'm looking forward to see uh, your career take off soon. I know it's going to happen, and I'm calling it right now here on the BuzzPod. So there it is. Thanks, brother.